this is the first episode season four. of season four, which means it's our first episode of season four. Our first episode of season four. Yes, and to mark this occasion... Is this the new theme tune? We've got a new theme tune. Right. Uh, a good friend of mine is called Mr. Boston, who I... <laughs> I've I Bos- met Boston. 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 Right. Who I met when we were when I was doing Vine and he was a really good talented viner. Yeah. And like most of the best viners, like just was highly underrated. And and should have should have got should have done better, but people are dickheads, right? Yeah. Okay, so uh anyway, he just got in touch and said because he's a musician as well. Right. And this is definitely, this should definitely be a plug for him, because if you go to YouTube and you'll see some of the stuff that he's done, but uh, he's uh, he kind of does, he's done a wedding party, uh, he's done... What, what what do you mean he's done a wedding party? He does like the songs for a wedding party, but he's the best wedding singer I've ever seen. Right, he's, he's a wedding singer? Well, he's not a wedding singer, no, no, he just does that, but he's like a, he's, he's, I would describe him as being an alternative singer. <laughs> right. It's 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 brilliant. Anyway, anyway, so so yeah. So he's he says, Chris, I've got. Uh, well, he calls me Binky still because that was your that vine was my name. vine name. He, he says, Binky, I've got a uh, all this recording equipment. Can, can I do the theme tune for you? And right. I was like, Yes. And he sent me the rough one through, and then I said, I, I, I thought to myself, I'll have that. Right. And then I was like, and then he said, ah, oh, but I've got to make some changes. I was like, yeah, yeah, go, go, do what you need to do. And, and we've been talking, and now we're at the point where we can introduce this to our 30 people that listen to the show. And that's another good point, isn't it? What? That it's, that it's much more than 30 people? It's much more than 30 people. I'm going to go and have a look. Now, we host our shows through Buzzsprout. Um <laughs> Buzzsprout then link to iTunes or iTunes link to Buzzsprout. It's all it's all good as far as I can see. We do have listeners now. This may be one person listening three hundred times. Oh, it could be it could be a stalker, yeah, a now, stalker in waiting. Yeah. Now you generally don't listen to the episodes back, do you? No, I I, I do just to make sure that there was nothing that I said that was racist or <laughs> that could not, have not, been. Not the, the... No, I don't know. But you sometimes you say things and you go, "Oh, that might have been yeah, close yeah. to the PC knuckle." Yeah, and uh, and I, I go <laughs> That's back. A strange and... image, the PC knuckle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. the PC village. The PC border, the border of the PC village, the P- the police constable of the village. That would be our code, wouldn't it? That would be code. Is the it? I'm, gonna, I'm getting close to the de- police, constable police constable of the the village now, and there, and you'll be like, "What the hell is he talking about?" And I say, "I forgot what the code was." So, yeah, but I'm well, sure we it, could just call him PC Knuckle. PC Knuckle is now. If, if anyway, we say that. so if I'm getting close to PC Knuckle. Then I can go back and listen. But anyway, it, so I know that I've listened to it maybe once or twice just to make sure that it's okay when it goes live. Right. right. Um, and one thing that always bothers me <laughs> is that we've got this theme tune that has nothing to do with the Tales of the Unexpected, yeah. just because it was free. Yeah. And also, because I've been doing like a lot of YouTubing, that's the sort of songs that they play on, the, the tunes that they play on YouTube. Um, these, I don't know what you call it, is it like, it's not drum and bass, is it? It's... Rhythm and blues. No, it's um, more like a trans sort of uh, house, tr- uh, oh, happy right. house. I don't know what they call it, but is that, is that what our theme tune is? It's sort of that on that thing, right? And there's it's it was a conversation we had a long time ago to try and sample the theme tune. We we still need to talk about the theme tune, of course. Yeah. But then Mr. Boston said, "I'm going to do you that honor," and so let's play it now. For our listeners, let's. Well, what we when when he's doing play it, what no, it's more important than that. It's let's debut it. Let's debut it. This was the support act. Uh-huh. Now your let's, headline let's act go. is the new theme tune, and a very warm welcome to season four of the Tales of the Unexpected podcast. <laughs> What do you think? I think it's 
great. I think it's spot on. It's spot on. Thanks to Mr. Boston for that. Let's. We're now at the starting point of season four. This, if brand new listeners, go back and listen to some old episodes. But if you're here, check this one out for a bit. We are a podcast that talks about what happens in the Tales of the Unexpected, the TV series that was aired in the UK in 1980 it started didn't it 1979 was the start through to 1982 three or four or something like that oh 1980 oh no 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 1979 March 24th and then we watch the episode and then we then talk about what happened in that episode putting our own spin well not own spin but our own thoughts into it with a moderate amount of facts and when I say moderate I really mean yeah, it's probably no more than one fact an episode, is it really? I mean, sometimes we look at exchange rates, which I think is a favourite with our viewers. Yeah, that's right, listeners. And <laughs> and uh, it's not that we don't want to include facts, it's just we generally find that there's other things to talk about that yeah. take us away from the facts. Yeah, I'm not so sure that this is going to be a particularly factual episode, this one, because I don't, I, I've not got any facts on this, have you? I, well, other than, again, it's more about uh, some of the stuff that's already in the episode, that's mentioned in the episode. Right. Some some facts that are associated with the archaeology. Oh, you, you've got some archaeology? No. Oh, right. No, but I mean, like, what they say, there's a bit at the end, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, which is, which is... We come to this because we've you've said this a couple of times that you've told stories to people in the past uh-huh. that potentially came from the tales in something that Roald Dahl has said or yeah something. well I've certainly had I've certainly had somebody tell me a story that uh, oh no that was that was from friends no right but they told it me as though it actually happened to them oh really but I recognised it as being. <laughs> as being <laughs> Really? Do you yeah. want to do you want to out the story? Well, it was it was a story that he was uh, talking to a woman who uh, was met somebody and uh, was going to go out uh, with them, but then it turned out that this person was a gynaecologist, right? And uh, she was saying, "Oh, well, you know, what do they look at all day?" And it's not from Friends; it's from Frasier, right? Okay, and Roz. This is exactly what happens to Rod. And Frazier's is is on a slow day for Frazier uh, in his studio. Nobody's ringing in. So he starts to tell this long story about... uh, Oh, Oh, it's all right. It's my 12 o'clock alarm. He starts to tell this long story about something that happened. And it veers off into this story about Roz. And this guy presented it to me as though it was the truth. What did you say then? Well, I didn't say... I didn't say anything because I'm not that sort of person, you know, I'm not really a brave sort of guy, but I am the sort of person who talks behind his back. (laughs) (laughs) So the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I was going to say was that the, there's a story that happens at the end of this, which is a story that stuck with me whilst, uh, you know that it's coming. I think the story actually comes from the Bible. Can't be entirely sure. I think they mention it at the end, but that's the story that I remembered. And I, and it sort of it proves a point in what happens in the story. And I'd forgotten that it happens in the story, and that was the whole point of the story. Yeah, it is, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, well, let's let's see what happens. Let's talk about it then, and then get to that ending, so we can talk rather about rather that than, one fact that we've got. Alluding to it, let's, yeah. let's get to it. Yeah, let's not allude any longer. Right, it's. It is called Would You Believe It? Now, this one, we are at the point, an apex, okay? On the way down of the apex, I should say. Rawal Dahl is now not... That's it now, isn't it? At this point, there is no Roald Dahl input in this. Is it? It's become Tales of the Unexpected rather than Roald Dahl's Tales of yeah. the Unexpected. And it's no, not even in this one introduced by Roald Dahl. Introdu- no, and he's not written it, nor has he dramatised it. Right. There's... I, I've got as much involvement in this <laughs> as Roald Dahl. <laughs> well, so have I. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This one is called, uh, would you believe it, by a guy called Rob Alter. He is. Rob, Robert Alter. Robert Alter. Right, okay, yeah. now then. We begin, we open up 
in and I miss Roald Dahl's setups yeah, now. Yeah, well it, it is, it's it's sort of iconic, isn't it, yeah. really? And I think, yeah, when he's not there It's, it's like we're just wrong. going into drama now. Yeah. I've got like three minutes of of more episode now. Yeah. But I mean there is at least that sort of little bit of time where when the titles are just about to end. I'm thinking, will Roald Dahl be in Yeah, will, yeah. Will, will he, will, won't he? Will he, won't he? Yeah, he wasn't. No, he won't. Right, now then, this opens in the de- in a desert, and it, we're in Jordan, aren't we? Uh, so it's claimed, yeah. 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 Now, to me, hmm. it looks more like, like a sand mine in North Wales. Yeah, now, I was about to say, it's filmed entirely on location, but uh, and even the, I'd say interior, there's a bit in a tent, but even that's filmed in, in, on location. Yeah. But, but it, it might not be. I don't think it is. It's not going to be Jordan. They weren't sent Nigel Havers out to, to Jordan. I don't they? think the budget would no. stretch to it. No. And it looks really cold as well, doesn't it? But I think that desert cold, desert storms are bad. Yeah, I, it, it gets. I know it gets cold in the desert at night. And uh, what about in the day? Well, I know because I looked this week that in Las Vegas in February, the average temperature is nineteen degrees. I mean, that's in the desert. That's right in the middle of the desert. 19 degrees what, though? Centigrade. Well, that was like that in Featherstone this week. Yeah. yeah right. So, not cold. Whereas, Banger, North Wales, probably a lot colder. Yeah. And I think yeah, that, that, uh, this is filmed in North Wales, in my mind. Do you, was it definitely filmed in North Wales? I don't know, but it just it just looked... There's a lot of countries on the earth. Somewhere where there's a big, a big sand mine. Well, which, they have sand just... mines, you know. Yeah. Sand in mind. There's one near us. So, right, wherever it's filmed, right, okay, it's meant to be Jordan. It is, yeah. Now yeah. then, Jordan. Is Jordan the sea, the, the starting scene in The Exorcist? Because it's where... The reason why this is sort of a, a, a big thing, uh, a big ex, expedition, ex, archaeological yeah. dig, uh, yeah. is because Jordan... And surrounding areas, Jerusalem, Israel, Banger, North Wales. Yeah. That's where religion began, really, isn't it? It's where, I say religion, I mean Christian religion began, yeah. right, again, yeah, yeah. over 2,000 years ago or so. Now, this is a dig that is happening, and it's reminiscent of that bit in... Indiana Jones. No, Exorcist. Right. Now, Exorcist was done a few years prior uh, what what date is The Exorcist? I, I'm guessing 79, 78 or 79. Right. Do you mean The Exorcist? Or... The Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. It, it opens up in the desert where he uncovers the the the, the statue of the, the the devil and they released a gin. Right. And that's how it starts. 73. Oh, right. Okay, oh, I was miles off. Anyway, well, I... Not, not, not the other one, because I tell you what I remember in the desert. The Omen... Uh, the Exorcist definitely starts in the desert. Too, it? yeah. It's right. where uh, Father Mayai, or whatever his name is, Father Mandalay. Right. It starts off in uh, go to plot. Yeah. Um, yeah, Iraq. Uh, Iraq. Is. There we go. So it's the start. Well, maybe, maybe that's what Iraq I'm thinking of. Yeah, it could be. Anyway, I liken this to that opening scene, and I was wondering whether there were murmurs of that scene to help this along. Now that's sort of like. Eight years off when it was when the Exorcist was out, it probably didn't spark yeah. that or was related to that. I've not seen the Exorcist at all, right? Oh, really? Because when it came out, I obviously was too young to go and see it because I what they went seventy three, seventy three. It was nine when I can't. But there was like this huge sort of furore in the papers about it and how terrifying it was, and people were saying, "Oh, I felt the presence of the devil in the cinema while I was there." Mm. So it terrified me. Yeah. So any sort of mention of it, I just avoided. Well, it's 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 good. It's a it's a good. One. It's um, the the problem I have. The only problem I have with The Exorcist is that it's. Uh, I don't like possession movies. Yeah. I'd like to have seen kind of like the devil just flying around a bit, mm. rather than being a sick girl in bed. In uh, if like uh, it was Exorcist two. When she's uh, in the school, she's being... It's Regan again, yeah. and she is in a... Uh, like a hospice type thing. Right. Care. Well, well, I'm thinking that's going to be a repossession, isn't it? Well, there was. Repossessed. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. a poor joke, though. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Repossession. Oh, sorry. Well, I think the joke was already done because I thought you were saying that there was repossessed, but repossession. Yeah. yeah oh, it'll be repossession. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, look, we're in. Uh, it can't be. I, I will apologise no. to the listeners for the. You don't need to. You don't right. need to. It, was, uh, it should be me apologising. Because uh, I. The thing is, I'm aware of that movie, The Repossession. The Repossessed. So. Right. And the, which was a Leslie Nielsen. Oh, I see. So the, uh, it was right. a spoof. Oh, so, right, yeah, yeah. so uh, now it's got Nigel Havers in it, as I've already said. But very young, with with quite a dashing hairstyle. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. Well, when you say young, yeah, the, would this have been kind of like he would have been the in actor at the time? I reckon he must have been. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he would have been you know to start season four off. He, it was probably yeah. a big big name there. He he. Uh, He's working alongside the dig. In fact, he looks like, at this stage, he looks like he's the sort of site... Site manager? Site manager, site site leader, project manager, something yeah. like that. And he's uh, telling all his Arab-type characters. Yeah. Who are, that's what they're dressed up like, right? I'm not being racist there, am I? No, I'm, no, I'm, no. I'm away no. from the PC knuckle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He he goes easy easy because obviously it's a you know it's an archaeological dig why why would they not be easy yeah right. but he's sort of treating them a bit badly isn't he really well he's, yeah I mean he's like he's treating them as a bit like they're slaves it's a, it's a bit reminiscent see that bit's a bit reminiscent to like um what do you call him like Indiana Jones it's like how you treat people in the forties I would have thought that's right yeah yeah that's right yeah it, of course. Uh, these people would have been hired just to do that job. This is this is definitely set today because they refer to a war that's happening between the Jews and somebody else. Yeah. So this is happening today. Yeah. And they yeah he is treating them quite badly in that respect. Then isn't yeah. he? Yeah. So um, anyway, he bumps into a moustached man, um, and then uh, he, he returns back to this camp area, and yeah. he sees a plane, and that's where you hear. Rather, you you get the idea that it's oh, it's up to date. He's wearing up to date clothing. Yeah, yeah. There's a mechanical plane in the air. It's it's now. It's yeah. 1980, 81. So so he goes into this tent where there is a guy who definitely definitely is bothering PC Knuckle. <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh yeah. I mean, he, uh, it's wrong, isn't it? Yeah. What he, what he comes out with is yeah. that his character or is that? Did he think he had lived all the way through it? Because in my head. This whoever this actor was, right. which we'll find out. This is what he's all about. He's, he's called Richard Johnson. Yeah, Richard Johnson. I imagine to be a massive racist. <laughs> well, we can't say, of course, whether he was. Um, I did say imagine. So yeah, um, and and unfortunately for Richard, but perhaps fortunately for us and our lawyers, he is dead, <laughs> and you can't defame the dead. So we're all right with with that. Now. Old Racy, Raso, is... Uh, Racy Tanner. Racy Tanner, yeah. Racist, he's called Tanner, right? Yeah. And um, he's, he's sick. Yeah, he's he's lying down on his cot. They call him a cot, don't they? Yeah. And now, he, he's looking like shit, isn't he, yeah. to, to be well, fair? Well, right, he's complaining of the fever. Yeah. But he says it's getting a bit better. Yeah. Now, fever, in the middle of the desert, yeah. what's your diagnosis? Snake bite. Oh, I went for malaria. Right, well, you see, right, what threw me there is, are they are mosquitoes out in the middle of the desert? Because they, aren't they usually in swampy conditions? I don't know. I think that's just when we go camping. Oh, right. And we we don't really get mosquitoes, do we, really? No. We, do we got, we got lots, a lot of bite. Well, you, you got hundreds. Oh, man. I mean, that was... Hundreds, was it? Did you, did well, you I, 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 I think it was more because they yeah. were... I, I stopped counting at 200 on one leg. Um, yeah, I'd fallen asleep, I think, in a sleeping bag where there must have been a, a, like a few in there. Yeah. And in, when I woke up in the morning, I actually didn't know that it happened until I put my shorts on and I looked down at my legs and... Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was bad, yeah. Did it, did it itch a lot, then? It only itched when I saw them. Isn't that's that weird? That, yeah, so it was true. all psychological. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once you've seen them, you can't unsee them, but you're stuck yeah. with the time, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so now... Havers, what is Havers' name? Miller or something? Uh, just bear with me a bit and I shall find out for you. Where have I gone? I've gone uh, slightly off track. Yeah, Miller. Miller. Miller 
Nigel Havers is playing a guy called Miller who gives him his last pill. His last pill. Now, what sort of planning is that? I don't know. If I, if I, has he caught malaria? No, he's had malaria before. We discover in the discussion, I think. So I don't think this is new to him. Right, so he's got, these are a previous prescription. And he's obviously come out with them to the desert. Yeah, so where's the chemist then? Yeah, well, but why not bring some more? Yeah, or bring, yeah. Or just go home earlier. If you're running out of pills. Yeah. Well, I know why he doesn't go home earlier, because he's greedy. Oh, he's a bad man. And you'll find all this out. Yeah. Now, what I also notice here is that we said there it's, it was filmed on location. The voices are dubbed. Oh, right. The voices are dubbed because the wind, I would imagine, they've got back to the studio, yeah. started editing, realised they can't use any of the, the sound, because it's all... Because it's windy in North Wales. So, yes, so they've, they've now had to get Havers and Tanner, uh, Miller and Tanner back in uh, and re-record their and, lines. And are they sort of, you know, do you, do you, I didn't notice this, but is it like in the, when they redub, um, oh, uh, Lee, Lee Curtis, not Lee Curtis, Johnny Lee, Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> is it like when they enter the dragon? They said they redub it and like the lips keep going a long time after. It wasn't that. It's not like a foreign dubbing. Right. It's um, it's more like you could see that they they're watching. You can see they're watching, and their words, although match their lips, they're some of the way that they're saying things wouldn't have happened. Right. Bec- maybe they were shouting a bit over the wind, and yeah. now they're in a studio they don't need to, so right. it just doesn't marry exactly. Well, See, what are you saying, Racy Tanner, it basically is that local labour can't be trusted uh, as they'll either steal everything or talk about it. Yeah, and then he says, in fact, get out there now, get back out there, they're probably robbing us blind. <laughs> Which is, is well... Is that yeah. well? No, it's not really on, is it? Well, but then that's him as a character. It is. He's not it? really expressing that as a view, is it? It's him as a character, it's him as a character. and I think it's important for later on because we're not meant to like Tanner. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, it's a good job that Havers does Miller does go back out to the dig because Hassan has found something. Yeah. And he, what he has found is like the top of a stone slab. Yeah. Which is. Reminiscent of Indiana Jones, isn't it? Where well, it goes into the, well, well, the, the snake so- room. Well of the souls, isn't it called that? Well of the souls, where, yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. where you, you go into the snake room, yeah. and then you knock the wall down with yeah. a big statue, yeah. and then you put a staff down in the thing, and when the sunlight hits it, you'll see where the treasure's buried. Yeah, that, is that right? Yeah. Oh no, no I, think I think I've you've mixed that up. I think I've mixed that I've got the starting bit. It yeah. goes down the well of the souls down to put staff in the staff in the thing, the sunlight hits it, and now he's got and now he knows where to go to find the ark. Yeah, so, so it goes into the snake room afterwards. Alright, so and the then snake breaks not the well of the souls. Snake room's the one with the little little village in it, is it? Yeah. Oh I don't know. Tiny village. No, that's before this bit. Yeah. It so. goes down the well of the souls to get there. Whatever it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is he trying to find the well of the souls? I'm not sure. I'll tell you one thing I noticed though, right? What he does, in order to cover his tracks, he's got his staff. He breaks it in half and just throws it on one side. Now, that's not a good way to do it. It's because not because that would have been built specifically for that height. Yeah, so they could reconstruct yeah. it. Cause what you're, oh, yeah, and all, yeah, there's that as well, yeah. Break it twice, take a bit out of the middle, they never know yeah. how much you've gone. Or, like I do with credit cards, just shave a little bit off the end, oh. just a little bit, and so it doesn't look like there's a problem. When they're putting it in, they're just going, well, that fits. It's not pointing at the right place, though. What's, what's happened here? What, why do you do that? Right. What I've worked out is, you know you meant to cut a, a credit card in half when you finish with it? Yeah. Right, yeah. okay. It's great, but as you say, you just look at it and you'll go, ah, oh, there's three digits missing there. Useless. But what you've got to do is take a little bit off the bottom. So is that an eight or is it a nine? Oh, I see. Is it a three or is it a... Yeah. Not, what not what I do is I cut mine up into very little pieces across the numbers, both like straight yeah. latitude and longitude. Yeah, look, yeah. And then I get the chip out and try and break it, but it's quite hard. Though. Yeah, I do that, and then I drive to uh, I drive to Peterborough, yeah. and I leave a small pile buried in the ground. Just there. Of, not of, not of all of it, just no, of some just of them. Fight six or seven pieces, yeah. and then I go back up the A1 yeah. to uh, Doncaster, yeah. and I bury a little bit more, yeah. and then I go to Manchester Airport. And I fly to Bulgaria, 
yeah. and I leave a little bit more in Bulgaria. Than well, we all do that. Do you do the thing though with the weather balloon where you attach the the chip, the final little bit of chip to it, and then you set it up into the atmosphere? Yeah, I did that as well. Yeah, yeah. and then I set fire to anybody who finds them. You got to. Yeah, you got to. Got to. It's safety first, isn't it? Now then. <laughs> uh, last pill. He's had his last pill, and he's with, slagging the locals. He's gone up the hill. Found what might or might not be reminiscent to the Well of the Souls, depending on... It's a stone slab which they move with care and then get the ladder. It doesn't look very heavy, to be honest. No, it it doesn't. There's, like, even that, I would imagine, would take more than four Arabs and Nigel Havers. Yeah. So, but they do it, and then what he does is he says, here's some cigarettes, don't watch what I'm about to do. Yeah. Now, cigarettes for me ain't enough... No, they they know what they do. De- these Arabs know what's buried under the North Welsh uh, deserts, <laughs> and uh, so anyway. But it, but they do. They just go. Oh, let's see what's down there. So he goes down and he lights a little candle. I'm a bit surprised, you know, about by the length of the ladder because he says, "Get the ladder." I don't see. I don't think we see it being fully inserted. But when, oh, he, when oh, he goes, they've not measured to see how the, if that ladder was the <laughs> appropriate terrible, ladder. Yeah. It? yeah, they don't. It's know, too short. Sure. Do, they could put it down and then let it go. Oh, oh, oh that's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got another that's one? That's torn no. it. Well, it. Rope. See, that's what yeah. Indiana Jones uses, yeah. isn't it? it? Anyway, if you go down and you light a candle and he's looking around and he looks around and then he sees a big willy. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he sees an old stone statue. Yeah. Which, which I first thought was leaning backwards. It's either leaning forwards or leaning backwards yeah, or... Well, yeah, well, it yeah. seems to... I'm not, not sure whether it, cha- it can't change. Maybe yeah. it's just the angle. But another thing that I noticed about it was it had, like, sort of... And I mentioned this to you at the time. Yeah. It had, like, wire wool or candy floss hair on it. It definitely did have what seemed to be real hair. Yeah. But, but in a faux way. Yeah. Like, it didn't look 100% real. No, no. But real-ish. Yeah. Well, yeah. it, well, we we gather it's a statue, and now there's a this montage now is about a minute long of him looking, checking it out, yeah, doing an examination of the statue, Willie, which is not a Willie, it's a lady. That's what I forgot to say. It's a lady. It's an old. It's a lady. Right now, then he then comes back out of the thing. Well, well I'll tell you what well, I noticed. Right, there's a there's a fade to black whilst he's down in the possible one of the souls. And that's because he blows his candle out while he's down there. To have a wank? I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's comparing his willy against this one he's found, but not in the dark. No. But why would... If you're down the well of the souls there, you wouldn't blow your candle out while you were down there, would you? No, because of the spiders. Or snakes. Or snakes. Yeah, Yeah. or or, or just like a big hole. Or anything. Tell you what, here's an interesting story about a big hole, actually. I was... uh, When I was... 1981. That was a royal wedding year, wasn't it? Uh, Princess Diane. Oh, right, yes, I guess so, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, actually. I, th- I think it was. Anyway, 19... Well, it was the year of the royal wedding. And my friends and I, we were only young. And uh, therefore, we obviously weren't interested in the royal wedding. No. So we decided to, to leave the country. <laughs> but we couldn't really afford to leave the country because we were only, like, 17. So what we did was we hired a boat and then we sat in the mouth of the River Fowl. Yeah. Not really outside territorial waters, but at least not on dry land. And therefore, yet yeah, felt that we could claim we'd left the country to avoid the royal wedding. <laughs> we'd, gone on, we'd gone on a camping holiday that, uh, down to Cornwall, because we don't live down there. And we went exploring. We didn't have torches or anything like that. Right. And uh, we sort of went in this tunnel, and there was this... It was very dark, uh, but then there was a bit that were dark, and then the arrest. And we thought, oh, that's a a pool. So we sort of just skirted round it. There was a thin bit round it. Uh, And then went a bit further. Too dark to carry on, decided to get torches and come back. Came, got torches, came back. The bit that we'd seen a pool, mineshaft. Oh my god! So you could have just like decided to step in the puddle, yeah, and go, and then that'd have been it, yeah. So you looked down it, and you could see it was just an empty. It was. It was like a long, long shaft, and you, and there was like a spar, like a big piece of wood halfway down it, just sort of at a diagonal, 
and then you could see the bottom further than that. So you, you skirted around thinking it was just a yeah, little bit just, of wet? just quite slack, you know. And in fact, it was a, it was a mine shaft. Oh, my word. So, I do that. I look at things from in retrospect and go, that could have been it. Terrifying. That could have been it. Yeah. yeah. It's worse than my taco moment. What? Oh, I'll tell you about them another time. Okay. Oh, well, anticipation. Yeah, Lovely. Yeah. Nice, nice. Come back, listeners. That's what he's saying there. <laughs> right. Now then, Havers then goes to see Tanner. Yeah. He tells him, "I found, I found something. I found the most amazing thing." Yeah. And he's like, sort of shouting across it all the way across the desert, isn't he? Really. He's, he's bellowing it out, right? Which okay. is not really very clever. No, because then Tanner says, "Did you tell anyone?" And he goes, "No, I told them to." Yeah. To t- turn the backs while they had a cigarette. <laughs> Now, so they could have overheard anyway. Tanner's looking a hell of a lot better by now, yeah. I, I think. Decides to get out of the, the... Well, actually, he has been walking around at this stage, but then he decides to have a look himself and yeah. go down the So they both the go. This time they take lamps, don't they? Yeah. Now, they investigate the... They go down the hole and they investigate this statue, which they describe to be in mint condition. Then I wondered if that was a, meant anything. No, I don't but know. I, I don't know. You well, know. I just wrote it down as mint condition. Yeah, I think it was just basically. I think what they're saying is that, uh, as far as our, uh, archaeology goes, this is something. It's not been spoiled. It's not been ruined. It's not got bits taken out of it. It's not broken. This is a perfect example oh, of history. Are they, are they likening it to some form of condiment, like a pepper pot, or a mint jar? Oh, a jar of mint. A jar of mint. It's in mint condition. Mint condition, you Yeah, see. it could have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this, is, this, is, this leads me on to something. Uh, every now and then, bits of dialogue just astound me that they, that they l- allowed this to happen. Nigel Havers says, how old do you think she is? Yeah. Tanner replies, you've got no, no idea how old she is. And then I thought... Well, that, that's the reason why he asked that first question, then, isn't it? So you could go round in circles. How old do you think she is? You've got no old, no idea how old she is. Well, well, how old do you think, think she is, then? then? You've got no idea how old she is. So how, how old do you think she is? You've got no You've idea. Got no idea. It's just ridiculous. It's a, it's a terrible bit of writing. And then he says, um, do you know what this thing is worth? Yeah. And then I thought, well... Maybe if you give him an idea about how old it is, he'd have a good idea about how it was wor- how much it was worth. Uh-huh. It's it's. It, ta- <laughs> I honestly, this is why I said, do you think Tanner is ad libbing all the way through? I think this Richard guy is an idiot. Oh right, yeah. and a racist. Do you think a you're racist not, you're not idiot at all? Are you? No, right. Well, he dis- he then goes on to say, this is a treasure hunter's dream. Well, I tell you what, what words are because I uh, some words resonated for me, right. which I wrote down here from Tanner, which was. We did the work, we found it, and if anyone's going to make a packet out of it, it's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did notice that as well. Because he goes on to say, we'll split it 50-50, yeah. and then the, the, your man Miller, Nigel Havers, goes, I found it. Yeah. And he says, yeah, that's why I said 50-50. <laughs> it still doesn't make sense. Tanner's a dick. Yeah, and in actual fact, it's wrong on a number of levels, that claim, because we did the work, neither of them have done the work. no. No, just scooting around the North Welsh desert. He's not doing work. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we did it, I'll, I'll, I'll be the one who makes a packet of it. Yeah. Talking about North Wales, which we have been doing quite a lot here, right? Uh, but I was having a, a conversation, and the phrases that stick in your mind, right? Yeah. I was having a conversation with my uh, brother-in-law at the weekend, and he'd gone to uh, North Wales and got involved in a massive bar fight. Oh, right, in, okay. In um, London, no. Right. And sort of uh, oddly, everybody involved in the bar fight was in uh, fancy dress. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Because okay. they'd, they'd gone on some sort of weekend and then it had gone wrong in the bar <laughs> and kicked off. And the, they got thrown out by the bouncers. Uh, it's, I'm glad that they didn't get caught by the bouncers. And my mate, my brother-in-law's mate, who was dressed as Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> said to my brother-in-law, some twat's got my wings, I'm going back in. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that some is. Some twat's got my wings. I'm going back in. Well, going back to some of the things that they've said. Yeah. 
it's going to be worth six figures, they reckon. Yeah. What Tanner is trying to do is say, we're leaving this country with this. I'm not going to tell anybody I found it. Yeah. We're, so that when we get it back to where we need to be, people will pay us and we'll just leave. They'll never use his names. They'll just give us. We won't be taxed on it. We're off. Yeah. And this will make us. Now, it's a moral dilemma for Havers because he obviously wants to be rich from this. But he thinks it should be done the right way. Yeah. But he's also overpowered by Tanner's it's, dickheadness. It's quite an interesting dilemma, which sort of gets even more dilemma-ish later on, doesn't dilemmic. it? Dilemmic. It's a dilemma. Dilemmic, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I actually felt that. You know, when I sort of watched this for the first time, I could actually feel how... Well, it'll become, it'll become clear later on, but how like a situation can creep out of hand... And pull you in with it. Yeah, and and you, if you if a story is told right, you often go, "What would I do?" Yeah, I was the same. Is thinking nobody knows that this would be the financial end to all worries. Yeah. Um. And and the guy obviously thinks he can get away with it. He's he's he knows this country well enough to think there is an escape route. Yeah. Probably through Chester. Chester, then Sandbach, and yeah. yeah. Um, now, what they're going to do is, the plan is, smuggle it out of the country. We never hear Nigel Havers say, I'll go on then. No. Okay, we never get to that. Which is probably why this episode works. Because even though it's clearly the wrong thing to do, and you know that Nigel Havers doesn't want... The bad, the bad way out. Yeah, he can't do anything about it. So it's sort of a weak, weak man. In he's weak, but actually, he's just in it. He's he's only in it for to for the exploration of the things. Yeah. So you know, it, yeah. he can't really fight. Really, no. Yeah. Anyway, they uh, the, the the plan is then to stick the statue in the back of the, in the truck back. with a tarp on it. The tarp, yeah. yeah. And just enough so that the hand is showing. So if anybody <laughs> wanted to investigate it, it'd just look like a hand. Yeah. Um, they would skirt around the shoreline. Yeah. Avoiding, like, the border guard. Big border control places. And then go to... In toll road on MC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to a little road which doesn't, which is unmanned. Yeah. And that will get them into Israel. It, and it seems like they're going to abandon their camp, doesn't it? Because this is just bring, just bring what, what you need. Son. I think, without saying it, this is what I got, where we're going, we don't need their because, necessities. Because we've, we've got the statue. Because the money, that you, you'll be able to buy a new lamp, yeah. you'll be able to buy another book and stuff. So he's saying, leave the tent, leave the bed, leave all of this stuff, leave some of your clothes, just, just take what you need to get us into another country and get paid. That's mm. what he's saying. I mean, we've actually both abandoned tents, haven't we, at various points? Yeah, yeah. I mean, last year, the weather was so bad, I got to the point of actually packing it away and bagging it up before I was like, this this tent is now ruined because of the weather. I'm just going to leave it at the site. 2007 Glastonbury, same thing happened with us. We'd been... It was the last night, which was quite fortunate, but uh, rain started coming in the tent... And sort of pooling on the sleeping bag, and uh, I, I was sort of thinking, oh, I better sort of pour that off. <laughs> but but then if you pour it off, then it sort of like just sort of lingers on the bed, and you got to try and get it off the bed. Anyway, it, it was pissing it down. It was all coming in, and uh, we were really miserable. And it had been really muddy, and we'd been seeing the Chemical Brothers, and it had been that muddy. I sort of fell over and my boots stayed upright and I was, la- I was laid in the mud. It, it was just terrible. So, and we got up the next morning, packed the tent and just threw it away. Yeah. Um, which I, I think that's a nice English thing to do is if you are going to liberate a tent, at least pack it away. Yeah, you've got yeah. to. You can't, you can't leave it stood up there. No. Anyway, uh, just before they get... So they do, they hoist the statue out to the ground, they put it into the back of the thing yeah. and they're ready to go. And as you... As they're sort of like working out or rather getting ready to set off we notice bad clouds yeah the wind picks up the lightning starts yeah. the rain begins and starts hammering it down it does and then Havers gets into the truck uh, to drive Tanner goes I'm gonna drive <laughs> and now then we the the following sort of five minutes I guess are just an indication of a long journey yes yeah it's a bit of a journey montage yeah it? during which 
Tanner's drinking from what looks like a gin bottle, but that we later discover is whiskey. Whiskey, yeah. Havers is qu- always questioning the, the moral yeah, code of this. Yeah, I've, I've written pangs of conscience. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Now, and again, I often do this around this point, is uh, at what point is the unexpected? I have to... I had to rem- remind myself not to get to the end, but I was trying to work out where the yeah. where the unexpected tale was was sending us, and right. and I just thought, well, actually, there is only one way that this could end. Oh right! Uh, at this stage, what crashing? No, well, actually, no, no, no. There was two. It, one was would be a supernatural way of ending it, which right. I didn't think was realistic, and then the the one that I remembered from the story, which is the part that I was going to say later on, right. which was the story I'd heard right. years ago. Okay, so uh, they they spot a, a guard on a motorbike, yeah, yeah, approaching, yeah. He 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 tries to run him over for a start. Yeah, I mean, because this guy is some some sort of like. Itinerant border guard, it seems. Yeah, he's just, he's just on the move, isn't he? Yeah. So. I'm not sure. He's not actually guarding a particular border, is he? No. But but yeah, he's sort of like driving towards him, and uh, Tanner. Yeah, it looks as though he's going to run him down. So is there a, sort of a bit of a struggle with uh, yeah, another one of this is the first struggle I think in the car. Yeah. So he's trying to kill the guard. Yeah. He doesn't think of the consequences behind this, but this again shows the desperation in Tanner. Yeah, which do you think he's getting more desperate as time gets on? Yeah, you, I did feel that. I mean, maybe he's... the maybe the illness is kicking in. Ah, or is it the artifact? Is it is it affecting his mind? Ah, do you think it's so? That it's just supernatural. Yeah, or is it is it just the the gold lust? No, no, it's no. Not that, no. But what what happens is I, I just just to go back to that. They do swerve. Yeah, they do stop. Yeah, and the guard doesn't notice anything suspicious about no, almost being he, run over. He doesn't, no. Yeah. Yeah. He knocks on, he taps on the side. He's got, he's got a gun, hasn't he? Got a gun and he goes, papers. So they show him the papers. And then he goes, what's in the back? And there's a lot of this kind of... And then he goes, he goes right, okay, I'll, I'll take you around the back and you can have a look in to see what's in the trunk. So he goes around the back and Nigel Havers comes out. He's from the passenger side. He comes out and uh, sort of... He's delaying for no. Well, I suppose he just didn't know what to do, really. Yeah, he's just thinking, what, what, you know, I'll have to prepare my yeah. get out of jail card here. So he offers him a cigarette, doesn't he? Yeah, Tanner comes out of the car and grabs a spanner. And then as he goes around the back of the, the van, he it, smashes the guard on the shoulder or the back of the neck or something. Yeah, yeah. Which immediately knocks the man out. Surprised it didn't kill him in World of Toto. But, yeah. only, but in fact, it, it, it does mortally wound him, doesn't it? Yeah, we that's we right. discover. Yeah. Now, Nigel, who you can tell that he's sort of getting flustered because his hair's collapsed. <laughs> yeah, it's gone right. from like that, that good flock of Catalog. seagulls sort of yeah, thing, isn't yeah. it? And it's now just all bedraggled on his, on his head. He, he's, he, he goes, I draw the line at murder. Yeah. And he runs off. And Tanner picks up the guard's gun and starts shooting at him and misses yeah. every single time. Yeah, and, and like Nigel Haver's evasive tactic is to lay flat down <laughs> on the floor in, in full, full, view. full view. I'd have carried on over the hill. Yeah, me too. And Tanner then says, and next time I won't miss. Yeah. Well, I just think if, if you're going to be murdered it, at some point in this journey, just carry on running. Yeah, take, lose take a chance. Take a chance on it. Anyway, well, he says he goes get back into the van and start driving. So that's what he does. He, he tells he tells Havers to drive now. Yeah. Weather is still bad. Tanner's illness is coming back, and he, this is where we had that malaria conversation. They he's sleep talking. Yeah, but he's doing TV sleep talking. Which what? is not real. It's not how real sleep talking works, right? Because what 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 well, would you say? Well, in in sleep talking, if you were real, yeah. sleep talking, you just go. So what is it, dear? What is it, dear? Oh, it's just the things, just the things. But he's going. Oh, porcupines. I can't remember what he says. In his own provenance. Yeah, provenance. 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 Yeah, he goes. Providence, uh, and then he says, oh, "I don't know, statue." <laughs> he's, he's doing things that are, I guess, I guess, part of the story. Sleep talking. Yeah, they're more. Well, I see. You see, but this made me think. This right, that would be a problem, Providence, because they've just like dug this thing out of the ground, 
and then buggered off over the border with it, they're not going to have any provenance. Whereas, which will actually reduce the value of the statue. Whereas, if they'd done it properly and gone through the proper channels, they would have provenance as to where it is. I think I probably need to know what provenance means to carry on. Oh, do you not watch Antiques Roadshow? Well, there we go. It's that. Right, go on then. Well, it's like supporting evidence of the age of an item. So, like, if you've got some brooch and uh, uh, and you say, oh, this is, like, given to my family by Queen Victoria, then provenance would be if there's a letter which from Queen Victoria saying, here's that brooch. Right, OK. Yeah. So, so it's a guarantee that, that, it, that, that the right measures... That it's true. Right, OK. Uh, but... What this guy, what they've done is sort of deny themselves any of that. So really, all they've got is a statue and their word. Whereas, yeah. it would have been much more authentic and easier to sell. If, if they called the authorities, got somebody in, seen it in situ, yeah. and had it so good, all the paperwork and stuff like that, and then they've got provenance, then they get money for it. Well, he, he didn't, I mean, I know that from watching Antiques Roadshow. You would think that uh, Tanner would know it. Yeah, okay, well that now makes sense. But that's actually, it still draws me back to TV sleep talking. Yeah. Because yeah. he's setting up, so he has got a moral thing, a dilemma in his head. Yeah. It might not be moral, saying that. It's just the fact that, oh, hang on a minute, we might have made a mistake here. Still, I'm yeah. racist and I'm a dick. Yeah. Let's get out of town. I'm just thinking I've heard somebody sleep talking, and what they said was... Get down, get down, where's them plates? Yeah, as usual. There's the usual things. Yeah. yeah. Usual things. That's what I mean. That's, that's proper sleep talking. Well, now then. Um, I, don't, I don't... Something happens next, which I didn't quite understand. In, in view of the... What we're looking at is inside the cab of the truck. Yeah. We see Haver's driving yeah. and Tanner kind of like you know in and out of sleep yeah. and then something comes into my eye my eye line in the tv of a thing like the top of a i don't know what it is but then tanner goes don't make me do something i regret yeah well or what is he what was that then well you see what i what i've got is that um tanner is still still drinking whiskey and falling asleep but suddenly pulls a gun on nigel havers for a reason I missed, because I was making notes. Right, well, do you know... We obviously were both... It was... I wasn't making notes. I was aware that something was happening, but I think that they thought something was in shot and it actually wasn't in shot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's what... That's... Yeah, that's... It's, it's odd that we've both come to that same... Yeah, independently come yeah. to that same. Well, then, they get to um, another... Well, sorry, they get to a controlled post, a yeah. guard... Post now. This is a surprise because they both say, "This, this is, is the surprise. one." This is <laughs> <laughs> this is not on the map. This is a surprise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> uh, this was the one. This is the road that was meant to be the free road into the country. So now they they, they pull up to it. A guard taps on the thing. Yeah. In his, for, once again, ask for his papers. Ask for papers, and he, then the usual. Where are you going? What's what's, what's in the back where of the you going? Van? Where you coming to? Where you going from? So, um, what's in the back? And he looks in the back. Well, for, well, well. Anyway, he goes around the back. But, but what, well, what happens? I think he says, "What's in the van?" And Nigel Havers says, "Nothing." I don't mean he didn't answer him. His response is the word "nothing" when he's asked what's in the back of the van. Oh, he says, "Oh, nothing." That's right. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's right. Tanner is is getting even worse by now, and he's like pulling his. Wanting to pull his gun, saying he'd I'd rather die than give her up. So that, that's made me think it's the power of the uh, statue. Some power, right? Yeah. Okay. I think it's power of the illness. Guard looks in the back, comes back, and says that they can carry on. Now, one thing, one thing that they both can't understand is at the moment, and we, we, they later mention it. But what do you mean? There's nothing in the back. Mm. When he goes round the back. It definitely, in my mind as well, but they they say it later on, he hasn't had enough time, or you couldn't hear the truck going down, yeah. the, the, the drawer of the, whatever, the door, uh-huh. to go in and actually search and come back and then say, oh, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. So they're, hang on a minute, what do you, what do you mean? But they let them through, and as they're driving, it's that point where... They think, oh, something wrong. They've nicked. They must have nicked it. If they, if they say there was nothing, it's okay. They must. 
There's something wrong. There's it's something. missing. So, uh, they're approaching then the second border, which is the Israeli border, and they have another struggle. Which, which is, is, I think the distance is between... 100 it's, it's 100 yards yeah. between the two posts, yeah. But they have another struggle. Pull up at the border. Again, the border guards don't notice or comment on the struggle uh, at all, like the first guy on the motorbike. Yeah. And same thing. Not, where, where are you? Knocks on the thing. Papers. Where are you going? Where are you coming to? What, you, what have you got in the back? And, and then... They say... And he uh, says... Uh, show me. He goes, nothing. nothing's in the back. Nigel Avers again says nothing, yeah. They go around the back of the truck... Open. Now, this time, all three of them go around the back. Right. Open the tailgate, and a shitload of water comes out, it's, isn't it? It's basically a pool of water. That goes... Well, wouldn't you have thought... I mean, I'm no expert on uh, trucks and that, and vans and stuff, but wouldn't you have thought they'd have, like, little holes in the bottom to let water out? Or, or, yeah, or, like, the... The, they're not the door uh, to the back of a truck isn't sealed, is it? No. So it would lower water to come out. Because you wouldn't like other. Because otherwise, a truck seller would be bad, wouldn't? Wouldn't it? Yeah. Because like it'd fill up with water as you were driving along. If you were in a big rain, rainy season. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, what's the point in that then? It'd get heavier in that, yeah. and when you stopped, it'd all slosh over from the cab. Yeah. So I'm not sure it could happen like that. No. However, that is what they're saying. That's what they're suggesting. Yeah. It could have been the tarpaulin. But, blocking oh. Yeah, so what they do is they're like, right, okay, that guy said there was nothing there. Yeah. It doesn't look like there's anything here. So Tanner jumps in, I'm going to find out what the hell's gone on here. He, yeah. he moves the tarpaulin, nothing's there, just a bunch of shite, like, film yeah. in the bottom. Yeah. And he runs off, and again, this is it, it's kind of like, they've nicked it, they have nicked it, I'm going to go back and I'm going to see to that other set of guards. Yeah. Well, Nigel Avers runs off after him into the desert. Yeah. Now... Chases him down, sort of tackles him, and then turns her over, and the the, the music. Oh, sorry, sorry, I was really medic here. He goes, and then the guard that was dealing with him is going get a medic. The, the man Tanner is going. It's the rain, the yeah. rain, yeah, the rain. We're thinking Tanner's gone mad. Yeah, yeah. I wrote. Yeah, T- Tanner concludes it's the rain and appears to go a bit mental. Yeah. So they get a medic, and then. The screen goes to black. Cut to next day, Nigel Havers, who's had his hair done again. Yeah, he's, so he's, he's had a shower and a wash, and he's washed all and tumbled, dried his clothes. Yeah, and his hair's nice and quiffy. Yeah, it's lovely. Now, next day, the, the, the guard then sees him from the night before, and he says to him, your mate, Tanner, he's been put in a cell. Yeah. Because he's just a bit racist and nasty. <laughs> and... Um, now, I'll just say, the, the border guard does appear to be wearing eyeliner. Oh, did? Oh, I didn't yeah, notice yeah. that. And he's played by a guy called Christopher Blake, who I, re- I recognised him from my youth. Oh, right. Uh, not that we were... What, was it like a, a priest or something like that? Uh, he was in a sitcom called Mixed Blessings from 1978 oh. to 1980, which was basically about um, a... Uh, a multiracial marriage and uh, the uh, problem well I suppose they would have thought the comic uh, yeah, teams that, that, that yeah. who would have uh, who would have done that in the 80s anyway so yeah, yeah. it would have been that would have been uh, hilarity ensues yeah. Well, well yeah you imagine writers in the 80s going what about this <laughs> a white woman and a black man marry <laughs> <laughs> so anyway well, this is the part where the guard tells Nigel Havers a story, and he basically says uh, something about Lot. It's this guy's Lot, and he says it's a story in the Bible. It goes that this guy Lot yeah. turned his wife into Lot, Lot's wife. Lot's the story wife is called yeah, yeah. Lot's yeah. wife, and, and he turns his his wife into salt. Well, what happens is go on because I didn't write this. Down. This is this is the story that I have the. The memory of, but uh, I couldn't I couldn't attach it to this story until now. Well, they're fleeing Lot and his wife. are fleeing either Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom or Gomorrah. It's one of those two. Or, it's like Butlins, or Butlins or Ho Seasons. Isn't Same it? thing, isn't it? So they're fleeing, and the contract with God is that they'll both be safe as long as neither of them turn round and look backwards. And one of them does, I'm guessing. The wife. Mm-hmm. And at that point, she's turned, not into a statue, 
but into into a pillar of salt it says right yeah but obviously what they're saying here is she actually retained her form but yeah. was turned into salt yeah so she was uh, emaciated emasculate now what's that word I don't know I don't know yeah. so but she was uh, then a, a salty statue a salty statue yeah I don't think there is a word for that is no, there? becoming just... a salty statue yeah well then I was talking about this actually I was talking about this with my wife at the weekend why do sculptors make things out of things that are so hard why make them out of like marble or something granite or something which is really difficult what you've got to do with a chisel and that why not make them out of balsa wood but we were thinking it probably wouldn't have had the same effect if it was sort of like De- uh, Michelangelo's David and it were made out of balsa wood no. would it? Yeah. Um, I would imagine that that has something to do with the, the feet so, because you can when Michelangelo was kind of like talking about how he sculptured he says the sculpture is already there the thing is already there I've just got to chip away to find it Yeah, and I love that and, and the idea is that that's like us all is that the perfect person that we are is already in us yeah. we've just got to chip away all the well it's very good I mean but if I were paying Michelangelo I'd say alright then sack him and get somebody cheaper in to I don't him. think he, they paid him I think he produced his work and then said how much are you going to pay me yeah, yeah. I don't think he was commissioned until later on. I think like Sistine and stuff like that. I think yeah. he went, look, look at what I can do with this wood. And no, well, wood. no, he won't yeah, bother him. That'd be Leonardo, wood, wouldn't it? Leonardo did wood stuff. Did he? What did he make out of wood? Helicopter. He, he drew helicopter. No, he made it. Did he? Did he could fly he, about in it. He didn't fly about in it, but he created the little designs. He did the sketches, and he and he created the. Oh, I didn't know. He that. made it have an elastic band. <laughs> did I've, I've seen it myself? <laughs> now then, um, well. The guard then says to Nigel Havers, <laughs> so, by the way, hang on a minute, I know we've just been talking about salt and statues, what did you have in the back of this thing? Yeah. And then Nigel Havers says, would you believe Lot's wife? Yeah. And he goes, well, no, no, because the, the Bible's full of shite. So, uh, he goes, <laughs> Nigel Havers then ends the, sh- ends the, sh- the show with a, a wonderful dis- discovery because he, he sticks his finger in into the back of the truck yeah wipes a little bit of whatever this film is on it yeah. licks it yeah. and then must at that point realise that was salt yeah that was a statue made of salt and the, re- the reason why it survived so long is because it's been out of the damp yeah but it was in fact not a statue it was in fact Lot's wife Wait, are you saying that that was Lot's wife? Yeah. I are you not saying there's just a salt statue? No. No, because Lot's wife was turned into salt. Yeah, but you're not so, thinking that because the Bible isn't true. Well, but for the purposes of Tales of Unexpected... Do you, so are we saying maybe that was actually true? That was actually... That's what I take from it. That was actually Lot's wife, not a statue. It was her. She's now dissolved. Yeah. But could it not have just been a salt statue? It could have been, but who'd make them? <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are all problems in Errington making a statue out of salt. Yeah, I've tried myself. <laughs> uh, I get so far. Actually, usually I use that mould, the, the the salt mould that you use, you know, like a salt shaker. Yeah. And it's when you, t- you take the bottom of the salt shaker off, it just goes <laughs> all Everywhere, over the table, it? so it's, yeah. it's shite. You need it's, to, it's really you... difficult gluing all the grains together. Yeah, that's right. It? So how have they done this and how have they made a salt statue? Well... Indeed, they haven't. It's Lot's wife, isn't it? I don't believe that for a second. Mm-hmm. So are you suggesting that this was mystical magic all the way through? Yeah, they've right. actually found the mystical magical Lot's wife. I think that's bullshit. What, my, my theory on it or what? No, I don't think it's bullshit. <laughs> I think it, I think I just think can do can we get can we just get what was meant to happen in that? <laughs> <laughs> was it not just that it was a salt statue? No. It's it actually Lot's wife. It means that this, the Bible is true. This is no, it doesn't mean the Bible the purposes is true. Because of the show, right? I'm not. I'm not saying the Bible's <laughs> true because I don't believe it's true either, right? But this is how important that thing is, right? It proves that the Bible is true, and in their greed, they've dissolved it. <laughs> so that's the unexpected bit. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, that makes yeah. Because I thought the unexpected bit was. Yeah, you thought he had a, a priceless f- artefact, yeah. and now you don't. But actually, what they're saying is that this proves that, like Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's they, what I think. Yeah, 
Well, <laughs> now I that's not bullshit then, is it? Because I don't believe in the stories from the Bible. However, to make this TV show work, that's a brilliant ending. Oh, well, that's that's what I took from yeah, it. Yeah, of course. What am I so stupid for? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I've completely turned around. I think that is what it was, and it does do that. And the unexpected bit is to say that on, in your possession you had absolute categoric proof that not necessarily all the Bible, but, but that particular that part true. was true. What else might be true? What else might be in that tunnel that's now the lids the lids off? So it's now all been shited up because it's got, got water on. Yeah. yeah. It, and there's that big willy that was in there d- dancing around. Yeah. What else could you have proved? Uh, but it doesn't matter anymore because it was just salt. But what he has done is licked the salt of a Bible heroin. Which is something in itself. Yeah, it? because we've, none of us have done that. Right. That brings our episode to an end. This was a, a great start to the it was, yeah. yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I was watching it on that on that extra level. Yeah, you did go to an extra level, yeah. an echelon. Ooh, yeah. 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 And next week, then we have vicious, vicious circle. Vicious circle about an elderly woman who catches a thief in her home. She befriends him and attempts to set him on the straight and narrow. Yeah, I really like this one. Doesn't he uh, paint her toenails, or she paints his toe, or cuts his toenails? I don't know. He's a he's a he's, a, he's an unconvincing punk. I yeah, think, that's in my right. Memory. Yeah, he's like a, a juvenile that's yeah. that's on the wrong tracks, but didn't know why. Yeah, it's a good one. This one. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And once again, thank you for Mr. Boston for this excellent bit of theme tune. Goodbye from us. We'll see you next time. Bye. realise the title there would you believe it yeah there's a clue in the title that would be it wouldn't it yeah